Hmm. I wonder what this podcast is about. Hello. Did, Did you, you click, click this podcast? podcast? Well, <laughs> this is what's going to happen. Hi, I'm Fernando, and this podcast me and an awesome guest. Yeah, me. Not you. Oh my. Everybody, stop. Jeez. What the heck is Anyways. going on? And our guests. This guy's tripping. We'll be reviewing shows from Netflix because we all got to know what to watch next, right? Well, oh, yeah. in this podcast, you'll see if you should get a certain clicks. A try from me and my critics. Huh. See what I did there? This <laughs> guy just had a throw well, in there. Here we go. Starting in three, oh, well, two. This is for one. Very cool. Flicks Critics. Hello, everyone. This is Fernando, and this is Flicks Critics. Today, we have an awesome singer named Ellie. How are you doing, Ellie? Good. How are you? Quite so, actually. So how about you tell us about yourself? What's been going on? Um, my name's Ellie. I'm a musician and performer. Haven't been doing much of that lately because of everything going on with COVID and bars and restaurants being closed, but hopefully we'll get back into that soon. I think the, la- the last one that I did, I think was in February or March. I've been doing a lot of uh, streaming of gaming, my new uh, endeavor, and just so that's what I've been seeing lately. So, how about yeah. you tell us about the streaming then? Uh, so far, so good. Um, it's super fun. I mean, I play a lot of video games pretty much every day, so I thought I might as well just try it out and see if I like it or not. And so far, I um, had a good time doing it. Well, are you using Twitch, I assume? Yeah, I use Twitch. So, what's the name? What's the username so um, you can all you know, catch you up? It's I'm Baby XOXO. So how'd you get that name? <laughs> um, that's just something that I, it's like, I guess a catchphrase that I just say a lot. I don't know. It's I don't really know where it started from, but I just started saying it, and now it's my Twitch name. <laughs> nice. So what do you be? What kind of games you be getting into? Um, for streaming, I mainly stream Call of Duty. Um, yeah. I try to just stick to yeah. one thing, but okay. I play a lot of different stuff. I do some RPGs, a lot of first-person shooters. Mm. Um, I like Sims and Minecraft and those kind of games too. Right. But mainly been doing like Call of Duty a lot lately. So how's the fan base going? Are you getting a lot of followers or? Uh, surprisingly, I've been doing better than I f- was expecting, which I'm really grateful for. Nice. Um, it's a lot harder than you think it is. When you see people playing video games, so I think a lot of people assume that they are just lazy. But it's right. really like a lot of work and money and time put into just putting stuff out there. So what would you say would be a good first start for someone that's trying to get into the gaming industry? Um, I think it's always best to start with the best equipment that you can work with. I think that helps giving you just a head start even I mean, a lot of stuff like with just like gaming equipment, you can mm-hmm. get stuff pretty cheap and from other people. But starting off with all the equipment all in the beginning was really nice and easy for me then because I just knew that everything was going to work well and work well together. And mm-hmm. a lot, I do a lot of watching other streamers that play the same games as me. Nice. So that I can kind of catch a vibe for what people are into and how they react to the content being posted and all that kind of stuff and then also making friends so who would you say is your favorite streamer favorite streamer is this guy sniping soup he's very funny 
and he's a group of friends that are all very funny. Nice. Oh, that's so cool. So you went from singing to streaming. I mean, like with quarantine, I was at home for lots of hours of the day, and I was playing video games, and then I was kind of like, I seen other people were had a successful time and a fun time doing that, so I thought I would give it a go since I have really nothing else to do with everything being closed. So would you say that you like streaming more than singing, or...? Um, singing is always going to be where I feel most at home because okay. I've been doing it for so long and it's just kind of like one of my favorite outlets in life. Um, right. The gaming stuff is fun. It's fun to just share that with other people. But the singing and performing is something that's very true to me as a person. Right. Um, it's where I feel like grounded and it'll always be my favorite. How about this? This is one last question about uh, what you do. So when it comes to singing, like, what would you say was the moment you realized that you wanted to pursue singing? Um, I never, I guess, really thought that I could do it mm-hmm. as a, like a full-time thing or even a part-time thing. I never really thought it was an option, um, right. like, growing up. And obviously, I did sing a lot, like, when I was younger, but I never really put the two things together. But around the time, like, in middle school, I... Um, had some trouble with friends and that's kind of when I fell into music Um, and I it's really whenever all that creativity kind of sparked and then from there I was just working and practicing and then uh, one day I went out to the keynote cafe and I saw people were doing it and then I started going to other venues and um, other bars and restaurants and I was seeing people some older than me some younger than me some my Mm -hmm. age and there were people doing it and I was like I want to do that and now that I can see that it is a possibility that's when I put everything into becoming a musician wow that's such a nice story right there and also like where can we find any music at um I have um a release song on all music platforms if you just look up Ellie Lee Oldfield You'll find it. I have um, a music video on YouTube, and it's called Runaway. Yeah, I saw that with the uh, in the prison. That's so yeah. cool. That was a it really is. fun fun shoot. It was at the Ohio State Reformatory where Shawshank Redemption was filmed. And no, oh, I didn't know that. I did not know that. That's crazy. Yeah, so it was. I mean, and there's been a lot of other musicians that have. Um, I think Little Wayne did a music video there. What? Some other punk bands and rock bands did some music videos there. Cool. All right. So, yeah, this is Ellie Oldfield. She is a singer and not only a singer, she is also a streamer, too. So make sure to catch her, catch her, check her out on Twitch on her username that she was saying. I am baby XOXO. I said it right. right. (laughs) Yep. There it is. All right. So, yeah, you can check her on streaming and on her playing COD. And I see you've been doing a lot of Minecraft. Yep. Which I, I don't get into that. I've never even tried Minecraft. Everyone's it's, saying it's so cool. I played never... it when I was younger, and it was fun. And then I just never played it for a while. And then I mm. got a new gaming PC, and I was like, all right, I guess it's time to play Minecraft oh. again. I played, so you got a custom The other build. day, I played for like six hours straight. Just oh, like, snap. Just like strip mining in, the, in this video game for hours looking for diamonds. I did find them, but it took me six hours. Wait, hold on. So wait, okay. How, okay, I'm going to go outside of the, the film. So what is Minecraft? Is it like a world where you can like create anything? Or yeah, like, it's what? like a block world. And there's like 
like you can play it in creative or in like um so you can basically do whatever you want and put have all the options but i always play in survival where it's just where you have to like find all your stuff like you have to go and find dirt and you have to go and find the wood and then you build things and then um there's real basically like i mean there is an end to the game right but most people don't always play that or they'll play and get to the end once and most of the time it's really just about building cool houses and cities and just getting i don't know that's basically you, it is it like like a nerd type of animal crossing it's kind of like animal crossing and it's kind of like sims it's because it's like a simulation kind of thing i got you but so it's like living life in the game right like you have to eat food and you have to go to sleep and you can't die <laughs> so like there's all these things involved but you can now it's like because everything's like cross-platform now so okay. that's what's really nice because me and all my friends anyone i play with online everyone's pc and xbox and playstation and so oh nice. they finally pulled that through oh they yeah so, through. so sick so it's every yeah so it's everyone so like i can play with and you can play with people who have it on phones too now i believe what yeah, so it's everything. So it's super nice so cause I can play with all my friends on there. And we can all help each other and just goof around too, because we do a lot of that. That seems like the new type of living. Like I remember in quarantine, like <laughs> Animal Crossing was going yeah. and Minecraft was going viral. That was like a new way of living, like living in the virtual world and then like in 3D yeah. headsets and whatnot, because like what else can you freaking do? Because you can't go outside anymore. And you're, that's, that's the way you talk to your friends. And that's the way like, you can get in a Call of Duty lobby and there's 12 people in it or whatever. Yeah. And you can talk to these 12 people. So you're getting that social like right. need out right. with that. Whenever the only people you might see are the people in your house. And if you live alone, like you might not see anybody for three months. So you can get that social um, need like solved through playing video games. And I think that probably would help a lot of younger people kind of get right. through this because they knew that they could do that and they could still okay. get in contact with their friends and still yeah. be doing something together even if they're not in the same room but you could feel like you're in the same room because you're talking and you could be talking for hours i didn't i never even thought of it that way that's uh see i'm telling you see ellie is well-spoken people she's <laughs> well -spoken. I, never, I never even thought of that's so cool Me and Ellie, we're going to be talking about a Netflix a film that's on Netflix called Mercy Black. Now, for those that don't know what Mercy Black is about, Mercy Black is about two girls named Marina and Alice who were basically all alone and never really had anybody. When you're alone, you create your own world, you know? And these two created their own character, but they took it a step further. It went a bit too far. It kind of it kind of confuses you in the beginning, though. So, like in the beginning, when you saw the the little girl in the psych, like what what did you think happened? Like, were you confused by it? Because I was totally confused. Yeah. The heck I mean, I did read like the um, description that Netflix has on there, but I was the first scene is like whenever they're talking to her, right. and it was like very yeah, it did seem very confusing because. They didn't give you a lot of information right in the beginning there. So you just kind of like had to wait throughout the story to get all these little pieces. It was like a puzzle. And mm -hmm. when you, in, in the beginning of a puzzle, you together and you don't know what you're making. And that's kind of how I felt like that same kind of feeling that I was just kind of confused why this girl was so young and 
in the psych ward and for what could she have done to get there and then it turns out like she was there for like 15 years right that's practically a lifetime and so like when she finally got out like she was a totally different person and like her sister picked her up and took her home and like she didn't even know what half of the things were. I was like, right, like whenever, like they went, were going on the computer, and she like didn't really understand how you could just search anything up on Google, right? Um, and that that must like, if that was in real life, like imagining how hard that would be to kind of go through that. It's like going through a time machine, like taking someone from back in the sixty or or, th- or like the thirties into today's today's generation is like you see these computers and it's like. How do you confusing. use this thing? You know, it's totally confusing. And it's right. like, oh my and, God. And she also had to come back into this world where like the the house she was in didn't look the same anymore. Like it had changed because of, it was 15 years later. So like the house and how everyone in her family, like her sister looked, like I'm sure she was like surprised and seeing like right. just the way her house had deteriorated and I'm sure the town and all that stuff would be like super weird to go through. The big sister's boyfriend. Now, I don't know what kind of vibes you got for him, but like in the beginning, it was like, it seemed like he was kind of sketchy and like. He was swearing in front of the sun, and I thought right. that was like weird. And then when he started bringing up the stuff with money, with selling her story. Right. That was really <clears throat> weird, and the way he went about it was super creepy. So I didn't get a good vibe from him. It only showed you a glimpse of like bits and pieces of what was going on, because it seemed like she remembered, but then she didn't remember. Probably because she was trying to suppress what happened because, like, right. why would she want to remember something something like that from so happening? Traumatic. But I thought it was weird because, like, the whole town was even talking about... It's like what they created, it became, like, a virus. Like, it spread it everywhere. Right. Everyone knew who Mercy Black was. And right. it's so... it's You know you know what Mercy Black really reminded me of? It, it reminded me of Slender Man. Yeah. It, yeah, a lot I got like that Slender vibe, Man. too. It was very just, like... Kind of like a like a, a wives tale and like, or what's that other one? The uh, uh, Blair Witch uh, Project. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. And very much was, like that, or like even what I was thinking a lot of throughout the whole movie was it reminded me of a lot of like Tinkerbell and like how you have to believe mm-hmm. in her for her to exist kind of thing. So if you don't believe in this monster or spirit, I don't know exactly what you would call it. It doesn't exist, but when you believe in it, it does become real and that's kind so, of the vibe i was getting from it the vibe i was getting going from it it was almost like a nightmare on elm street like that's what i cut they tried yeah. to push the kids from not remembering because when you remembered freddy krueger that's when he came back and entered into right. your dreams right and so everyone knew who mercy black was so it more it came coming to life right yeah it's so weird but then like now when they were talking about like the that about the what was her name uh when they were talking about Alice being released early, I don't know how she got released early because I, I was kind of pissed. She was the one that really manipulated. They yeah. both created the character, but Alice was the one that created the book and made Marina yeah, she was believe. the mastermind. Yeah, exactly. And like, it, it made no sense. Like, if she was the mastermind, why in the world did she get let out early? Right. Well, and then yeah. we find out that it's because she had some sort of brain damage. I'm assuming that that kind of confusing. Like, I wish they would have explained like why, like what happened to her. Well, they said that I think it was, I think what they were 
I don't think they specifically said anything, but I think mm -hmm. it was like a suicide, and that's why it happened. Oh, right, that's right. I think like maybe she tried to hang herself, and so yeah. like she was uh the her mom brain. Right, yeah, and so like her brain was like practically like dead, and so it caused her. But then like when Marina tried to like look at the like look at the map, all of a sudden she gets Alice. Up. Yeah, it was so weird. When they mentioned the second girl, did you get the vibe that maybe like she was the one that was pretending to be Mercy Black or? I did get that at one point in the story. Um, mm -hmm. I even for a while, like closer to the end, when the the third girl, the one that they were sacrificing, was yeah. brought back into the storyline, I for a while thought that maybe it was her pretending to be it this whole time. Really? Re-pretending because I, I thought that she was trying to get revenge in a way. So I kind of thought that it might have been her trying to do it, because so, I did, but I didn't really understand. That was the hardest and most confusing part about it to me was just what is this thing and mm -hmm. is it a person? Is it not? Because it seemed like they were going back and forth between it is something and it isn't something. It, it, I, that's interesting you said that because like I I totally didn't even see that coming because I thought like the their third girl like I thought she died. You know. I also thought she died, and I. Even when they said that she didn't die, I was still very confused of how didn't she not die? Exactly. In a way, because the way they had described it was that she was dead. Yeah, I was totally confused. And then, like, all of a sudden, like, she she wanted to be killed. She wanted to be sacrificed. Right. And that made right, no that sense. Was weird. That was weird to me when she was like, I chose to be sacrificed. Or she chose me, is I think what she said. And was completely like shocked by that when they said that because I thought that they were more so manipulating her and not like I didn't know that the third girl was as involved Same here, yeah. as it ended out to be. What really got me like it was really sad like um it got to uh, Alice's son you know and it got right. to his head and it, it turned out like maybe because it was confused like you were saying before uh, if Mercy Black was actually a real thing or not and it turned out like. I thought maybe he he went psycho because maybe he's that's what I thought too. But then and I thought that maybe they had something in like because she also had this like like a mental illness, and I thought maybe it's something in the family. Then is that why he's also experiencing similar seeing things and like hearing things? So I was confused a little bit by that, but because I couldn't tell if he was really like was he possessed? Yeah, but or was he just like confused? Mm -hmm. And didn't know or he was just a kid and he just was making all this up? Well, technically, it wasn't really that she was uh, mentally ill. It, I guess you can say she developed because all her life she was told that it wasn't real. It wasn't real. And, but then in and reality... Locked up for so long. Yeah, exactly. It, it turned out like it actually was a real thing. Right. It, 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 show, it comes to show you like whatever you... If you put so much belief in something sooner or later it becomes real to you. yeah it, it becomes real and it shows it comes to show like it could become a positive thing like whatever like people imagine something positive like look look we have computers in front of us right but then when it comes to like something negative it creates something like that you know for right. example for example like uh there was an incident like like Slenderman doesn't even exist but then there was an incident where uh the two there were two girls i don't know what their name was they, but they did a similar thing yeah exactly yeah i i remember hearing a story about that 
because I remember I remember thinking about that whenever I was watching it and I was like this sounds so familiar to me so I don't know if they were trying to base, base it off, off of that. that yeah that's what I was thinking too but th- I do remember a story like that happening and right. then there was the recently that Momo. Momo. Oh, uh-huh. right. I forgot about that. Yeah. And there was, it was videos, people telling kids to go and yeah. like, they, they were on like Peppa Pig videos Yeah, that was and it would be like sick. hidden yeah. and they would say to like, like kill your parents and stuff. And that's like really messed up, but it's very similar to like this movie. As we were talking about before, like, uh, about the whole Slenderman thing and Mercy Black, like the one thing that really confused me was how it ended now the son uh kills ends up like slaying like the third girl right but then like here comes mercy black and now sacrifice is fulfilled and like she comes to life i guess or i i was confused also because i remember them saying something about her being a guardian angel kind of thing where she'll protect you or protect whoever you want her to protect so i didn't know if that's what was ended up happening at the end um but it did seem like she came more to life after he had he said he made a promise and he went through with it you know i believe how the story goes is like whenever you make one sacrifice or to keep that promise like that's when like she gets to have a body like an actual human body and so like if you notice like the the boy uh stabbed the girl in the eye and then all of a sudden mercy black got an eye and then it also oh, right. yeah and then it covered the mercy black covered the boy so it made me think like was the boy mercy black's vessel right become human you know right never really explained that you know yeah but i didn't even put the eye thing together until like right now that's the one thing that really got me and like it brought chills on my spine but like uh I thought it was really cool how they did the whole thing. Like it was really interesting. But like, what would you uh, what would you rate this film? Um, out of one out of five. Out of five, I probably yeah. would give it um, a four out of five. I think it is honestly a good watch for people because I feel mm-hmm. like there's a lot of horror movies that come out that are very unbelievable and not not too scary anymore. I feel like when I was younger, horror movies scared me a lot worse. And I don't know if that's because I'm older now. But it wasn't like a a lot of horror movies are very predictable. And Mm -hmm. this one seemed to be very unpredictable. And the storyline really kept you on your toes a lot. Right. Um, Which I liked about it. And it it was pretty, there were some parts that were pretty scary to me that normally in a movie, if I wasn't reviewing it, I would skip through parts because they were, they were freaky, you know, because which is hard to find i feel like in a lot of movies now i think it's because like people don't really have originality so they have to come up with new ideas like i was reading up on this and it actually was inspired by a uh, uh slender man it's like netflix tried to create their own spin-off of slender man but they did pretty well because how they how i noticed that like, it was unpredictable but then after a while in the beginning like it seemed like it was predictable in certain areas but then it was like nope it's like right. this is what actually happened and i thought that was really cool yeah. but you know but yeah i did I, enjoy it yeah like you were right about that like horror films these days like it is pretty predictable and it's like always about the blood it's like it's like everything happens so fast in like 30 minutes and then throughout the whole film it's like just about like killing right. but i also killing. like that pretty early on in the mm-hmm. movie they were already giving you like 
bits and pieces of the story and getting it was building up right but like even like the like horror aspect of and all the scary parts in it like they started earlier on which Mm -hmm. another thing in movies that i've seen recently that are horror movies they just don't they they wait till like the last 30 minutes of the movie and that's when it's really scary but the whole hour and a half before that it's there's nothing it's, it's all like story and character building and then you never really get that like scary aspect of it I have a horror film buddy, guys. I have a horror film buddy now. But yeah, I never really noticed that. But yeah, that does make a lot of sense. Or or they speed up the whole like process and then all of a sudden it's all about some random person running with a chainsaw, getting the slaying the whole uh teenage uh kids or college kids. It's always the same exact thing. It's like it's like like kids or five high school people they go out to a camp place or they go on vacation. Like how they did, like Cabin in the Woods, I believe it was. Yeah. Like they did Cabin in the Woods, or like how they did, like um, Cabin Fever, or like it was just it was like so predictable because like that was that was like that was like a thing back then, right? You know, it was like a it was like a typical or like there was a time period where like paranormal was huge, right? And so, Animal Horror came out, then the Conjuring came out, Paranormal Activity, and then and- all the the comedy spoofs of those movies then because they were so big <laughs> themselves that they could make comedy movies out of them then. Yeah, right. And that's so... And then, and then like, now they're starting to do reboots now. Like, they did a reboot of uh, Friday the 13th. They did a reboot of Elm Street. Then they recently did a reboot of Child's Play, which I thought was pretty good. Uh, people didn't like it, but I thought it was pretty good. But, yeah, like, uh, how good is this film? Uh, 4.8. Right, especially like for me, most of the horror movies that I watch are the paranormal ones, and because around the time when I started watching scary movies and stuff, Mm -hmm. it was whenever I was around that like thirteen, like twenty thirteen. That's when all like the paranormal around that time, yeah, like really getting started. So I feel like that's why I probably like those ones more now because that's what I've seen Uh, like my whole life. That makes sense. So, but most of the ones that I've seen recently, like I said, they aren't up to my my standard of what I think is scary but this one actually was and I think it added a lot of like the the bloody gory scary stuff but also mm-hmm. the paranormal scary stuff and like the psychological scary stuff so it had like exactly. all the elements and I think that's what that's really a, a really um a really good when it comes to horror films like that's the best way to do it because people rely on too much like violence and right. blood and gore which that's good but to me that's that's okay but to me that's kind of laziness because it's like you're depending on that when you're depending less on the storyline or, or the build-up and these guys they did they had a little bit of like yeah. violence in it but it wasn't as much and like they added more to the story and you actually got into it and it was mysterious so it's like wait what the heck is going on it makes you it brings you it makes you want to watch it more because you want to it's like a puzzle like you want to you want to figure it out you know the only thing i wish that this movie would have done a little bit differently was just the way that they gave you information i wish they would have done it a little bit earlier like by the Mm -hmm. end i could kind of see the full circle of where they were going with it but i wish they would have like give a little bit more backstory to like the girls when they were younger Mm -hmm. so we could kind of understand that before all the stuff happened at the end like before the third girl got brought back i think the reason why they did that is because they wanted you if they would have if they would have told you everything in the beginning then it's like oh okay but then if because i'm doing it in bits and pieces it makes you want to engage more to make you want to figure out what the heck is going yeah. on like what's what's 
uh, Marina's backstory, what's Alice's backstory? Oh, so Alice ended up being brain damaged. Oh, so Marina actually isn't crazy. Oh, that third girl. Oh, no way. That third girl in that one image that they, I thought she died. It turns out that she was the person. Right. So to me, that's probably why they did that. Right. So, and so I like other- the way that they did bring the third character, like the way that they did bring her in, though, where they <laughs> showed her hand with the missing finger. Yeah, on it. exactly. That's whenever like you were like, oh, my God. And it kind of like clicked in your head because right. I think like the psychiatric doctor had come back. Mm-hmm. Now that part a little bit confused me. I didn't really know why she was, I think she was doing like a home visit or something like that. What are some things that you wish that they would have gone in depth more? Um, I think I wish they would have done a little bit more with the son. Mm-hmm. Bryce, I think was his name. And just kind of, more into why he got, wanted to get so involved in what was going on with Mercy Black. He seemed very drawn to it for some reason. Yeah. And I don't know if that's because, like, he's, he said he did his own research kind of on mm-hmm. it, and I'm, when he realized who um, his aunt was. Right. I don't know if that's what really enticed him into it, but, or if he was kind of, like, possessed in a way. Mm-hmm. So I, was, I wish they would have went in more in-depth with that, and mm-hmm. just... Also, then at the end, like, I, instead of leaving us on a cliffhanger, if they would have, like, told us what happened between Mercy Black and Ben with the kid. Right. Like, the, is she the guardian angel to him or what? And, like, maybe because I think maybe they did that because maybe they're working on a, a part second. two. Possibly. It would maybe working on a part two. But I don't know. Like, this film, like, it only got, like. Oh, I did get a 4.9 because I, I see I, I was looking at like reviews on it. People were, like downing because they were saying, uh, this is like a, a, a down, a low version of Slenderman. And I was like, well, you can't really because Slender, I seen, I saw the film Slenderman. It was garbage. Okay? I don't it, remember seeing it, but I probably did. Mm-hmm. But that's probably why. Yeah. Because well, nobody really. Because yeah. <laughs> there probably was didn't that. It. Yeah, there was that. And then like, before Slenderman came out, there was actually a Kickstarter that actually, this these, these film crew, like any film crew, they actually made their own Slenderman film. They were like, what the hell? And they, they got the money, they made their own Slenderman. And I saw that and I thought that that version was better than the Hollywood version. Huh. Yeah, like it's, it's, yeah, it's on uh, YouTube. It's on YouTube actually for free. Huh. And like, it, it, it was phenomenally good. But I'm, no. actually, yeah, I'm, I'm glad that this was the movie that you picked us to watch because it, I probably wouldn't have watched it. I don't watch a lot of Netflix originals. So. Oh, why is that? I, I just. For me, they're usually hit or miss, whether it's a mm. the, like a TV show or not. Most yeah. of the ones to me don't really entice me, like the right. stuff that they choose to do. The only thing I really liked was um, Orange is the New Black. Yes. I think that was. I think that's the only one that I really can say that I. I truly liked the way Netflix did something like that. But yeah, like I thank you for your time on this uh, podcast. Like it was really, thank you really for good. Having me. yeah. You're really, you're really good at, uh, you're really good <laughs> at your films. Like I got a, hey, I got a horror film buddy, guys. So like it's so <laughs> really cool. So yeah. So when if you guys want to listen to Ellie's awesome music, you can go to all the media platforms and give her a follow on Instagram, Facebook. All the all the social media platforms, and also check her out on her live streams. That is, <laughs> I am baby XOXO because she totally loves you. So she would totally love it if you give her a little 
and give her a follow and watch her play some COD. That's all we have for today's podcast, and it was pretty killer. No, uh, no pun intended. Okay, pun intended. <laughs> um, yeah, it was pretty cool talking to you about Mercy Black and giving info about the gaming industry. Yeah, I had a lot of fun doing it. Thank you for having me. Yeah, no problem. And that's all for today. And until next time, see ya.
Nice. And also one, one more question. So if people were in the beginning, it's hard to like get your music out there. And of course you've been doing it for so long. So what would you say is a good way for musicians to get their music out there online? Um, online, the biggest mm-hmm. thing is getting a following and that's the hardest thing, which is getting a following, getting people to come back. And I've, a lot of that I've learned some new stuff through streaming and just getting people to be enticed in what you're putting out there. So whether that's a catchphrase or a really clickbaitable picture or cover photo to a picture, anything that'll get someone to click is what's going to help with online stuff and getting your music out there um, just through your base social media. And that was something I was always scared to do. Um, mm-hmm is self-promote and especially with streaming I'm always like I don't I just feel shy about doing it and promoting myself but getting your friends and family to get involved in what you're doing really makes you feel comfortable and can give you a good head start um, in whatever direction you're trying to go you're very well spoken Nelly so (laughs) very well spoken that's that's really good like people out there coming from Ellie herself, she knows what she's doing. So take these tips wisely. If you want to get your music out there, you know, this is how you do it. And I heard a CD Baby is a good platform too, I believe. CD right? Baby is good. That's what I okay. used. Um, I, it basically does pretty much everything for you, which is why it's really nice, especially for people who are working by themselves um, without a huge team behind them. And so that's a really good um, place to start with everything. Mm-hmm. 